We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We welcome on our Thursday at 420 guest of College Football News on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, Pete Futek. What's up, Pete? Not much. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I, I just mentioned we're kind of in the weird uh, lull that happens when you're about halfway through the bowl season. Uh, I think that's a bigger issue than the bowl games just not being that great. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's the problem. It's the problem with holding the exhibition season at the end instead of the beginning, where it's not just even that these are exhibition games. I mean, you're just not getting the same teams that you had during the season. Like last night's Western Kentucky blasting of South Alabama, that was nothing like the South Alabama team of all year. And the one time anybody watched them play, and they're like, oh, well, South Alabama, hey, you know, whatever. But that team was, you know, they should have beaten UCLA. They were, real, they were like five points away, I think, from being perfect. I mean, that was a great team. Here's their one showcase, and they just didn't get off the bus. You know, so you have that, you have like the, what was it, the Las Vegas game where Florida didn't even show up. I mean, they just had half the team not playing. And then, you know, Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State, you've got two teams that just have nothing. You know, they just, they lost everybody basically. And so these are really kind of bizarre. You're right, it just kills the whole buzz because next week, it happens every year because it comes right around NFL playoff talk time. It's like, oh yeah, here's the college football playoff. And then everyone gives it up again for the playoff. But it's just the momentum of the season, even with the Bulls, it's a dead stop because these games just are just, again, exhibition. They just are not quite the intense level uh, that you have for any other sport. This kind of knocks something loose in my head, which occasionally happens, uh, Pete. <laughs> uh, some, some sense comes to me here and there. Would... Would the better thing for college football be to move most of the bowl games up or moving the portal slash early signing period to a different time? The problem is just the, is where all this kind of fits in because the, it's, the hard part with all this that we have to kind of remember, too, is there's supposed to be school when it comes <laughs> to all this. Like, it, it, it gets completely lost that the idea of transferring, you got to do it now before the next semester uh, in a whole bunch of technicality sort of ways to get these guys actually enrolled in these colleges so they can supposedly learn. Um, I know that's ha-ha, not how it works, but that's just it. So, so it really kind of, the last few years, it's really sort of blown the lid off the idea that these bowl games are, 
oh my God, they matter. And oh, it's, it's honorable to play in them if you're going to be a, a pro, pro football player and stuff. And no, not really. They're just kind of things that happen and everyone memory dumps them instantly. And uh, there's just no way around it. I mean, it's never going to be as radical as saying, you know what, we should just have, have first of all, have bowl games from the beginning of the year somehow. No, that's not going to happen. And I've always kind of said, I know it's supposed to be something you earn, but I almost think, like, look, if you're a bowl game and you want a team with a brand name who isn't, you know, doesn't have a winning record, all right, you know, look, America probably would want to see you, you know, a Nebraska play more than we'd rather see, a, you know, South Alabama last night. You know, so just there are so many ways to do this, but there really is no fix because ESPN is going to, you know, they've got so much invested in every way possible and that this being easy programming for a month that, all right, it's fine. They play bowl games. You know, I like them. We all kind of like them. You watch them, and then you move on, and then we get to the playoff next week. What about if the outcome of the game determined the net worth of the gift packages and the perks that you get for going to the game? That's that's not off. There's something to be said for that. I think that, honestly, I think what hasn't kicked in yet and where this will kind of change is eventually NIL money will meet bowl games. Where forgetting the, the the side of this, where the, the the alumni or whatever booster club is paying off whatever kid, it's going to be like or Gatorade or Nike or whatever sponsor has in some sort of a deal. Hey, player, if you play in this bowl game and give us this exposure for playing in this bowl game, we'll give you an extra X amount of dollars, and that would incentivize it a little bit more because then the company can be, hey, we're playing the you know, the Orange Bowl starting quarterback is blah, 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 in this game and do an ad campaign around. I think that's where this kind of changes a little bit, but it's just hard. I mean, you can't really fall, especially when you have coaches who are leaving, it's kind of hard to say to the players, yeah, this coach is gone and we didn't have any start, you know, head coaches for, what was it, the Fenway Bowl with uh, Louisville and uh, Cincinnati. But you got to stay here and play in this game that really doesn't mean much of anything. Pete Futek, College Football News in the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline as we are in the bowl lull. And trying to say that is actually harder than you would think it is. Uh, but we also got a good taste of the, the just outrage by coaches. I mean, Dabo Sweeney, uh, you know, the NIL, the, the God's NIL comment. Uh, Pat Narduzzi claiming that uh, two teams are offering Drake May at least $5 million to transfer, and he's not even in the portal. Um, I just look at this, and I, I – like, do college coaches know what a bad look this is for them to comp- continue to publicly gripe about this? Adapt or die. Um, I get it if you are a MAC team or a Sunbelt team or someone like this and you see an Alabama or an Ohio State or someone come in and – you know, offer your superstar linebacker pro talent something. Uh, but Drake, I, the, the Drake May thing is weird to me on every possible level because North Carolina is crying, oh, my gosh, you know, we, he could have made so much more money, but he's staying in North Carolina. First of all, you're in North Carolina. You've got that guy who went to your school as the logo on just about every jersey. You should – like, if you're the Jumpman school where the, where the guy went and you got Jordan who has the branding and Nike, how does North Carolina not have money to afford this type of thing? And 
It's a bad look, and I, I get what everyone's sort of saying. I, I kind of have a problem when you have schools and alumni and booster clubs who are offering this kind of money for guys like Drake May. Uh, but look, if he's got sponsorship opportunities elsewhere, that's a, that's a different animal. Uh, but that's just kind of how it is at this point. And we saw yesterday with, you know, whatever this national signing day is, which is, you know, really outdated at this point. And you say, you know, you know, who's got the NIL money? Well, who won the recruiting battles, according to everybody? And you can kind of guess from there. Pete, let's get to the early signing day period and what a stupid thing that it is, but it totally matters. Uh, who are the winners <laughs> and losers of this year's early signing port, uh, period? I guess, I mean, football, I mean, you can pretty much name it. It's, it's a running gag. It's every year. It's like even the most average of sports fans can probably figure out who wins and who loses the talent players. And the only way this does matter is the guys who are on top of these lists, they are the stars. So either they're around for two years and off to the NFL, or they kind of half get the job done and transfer somewhere else and are a big deal for somewhere else, or they don't quite pan out. And there's a whole lot to be made out of what they're able to do to get there. Uh, but uh, on the obvious level, Alabama just destroyed it. Alabama just got flipped everybody they wanted. I mean, they loaded up again with talent. You know, the Georgias and the Texas A&Ms and Ohio States in the world certainly did more than okay for themselves. But, you know, Oregon and Miami are the two other ones who are a little bit off the, the normal superpower path to – who really got a, a whole boatload of good guys. And the USC did too. You know, USC, everybody who had, you know, who saw what happened with that offense wants to be a part of this. But again, it's really about who got the, the superstar guys because everyone else, if you're in Ohio State or if you're in Alabama or you're in USC, you know, there's no reason to go after these recruits except for the real superstar prospects who have NFL futures. Because everyone else, you're just going to go after the tra in the transfer portal and go pick and choose the guys who are going to want to come to your school who fit your system. You know, why are you messing around with, you know, 17-year-old you know, teenagers when you got grown men out there who you can go get in the transfer portal who can be instant fits for you? If every single college football player eligible to come back next year, and by eligible I mean that isn't going sure. to the NFL draft or graduating, um, or exhausted their eligibility. If every single college football player entered the portal today, which one do you think would command the highest fee? Bryce Young. Um, I, I, Caleb Williams would be up there. Um, just think about it like the NFL draft. I mean, who right now, who are the top players in the NFL draft next year? Well, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, not necessarily in that order. Um, but I would think you know, out of all the quarterbacks out there, especially on the college level, because all the concerns on the NFL side about Bryce Young's size and all that don't, you know, that's, that's an NFL problem. But on the collegiate level, he, he just sees everything so much faster than everyone else. Uh, and got the, a good enough arm. I would think that Bryce Young would probably be the one that would command the most. Will Anderson, again, you know, anybody who you're about to see in the NFL draft coming up, uh, is who you want. And as I was telling, I go on the show here in Chicago and they're wondering about the, you know, who, who should the Bears be looking at in these bowl games to be, you know, possibly the number two overall pick or somewhere down the number five. And my answer is outside of, you know, a couple of these Alabama guys, Will Anderson, Bryce Young, and Georgia's Jalen Carter. If you're, you, if you've got a top five pick, 
your player is probably not playing in one of these bowl games, and you don't want him to be playing in one of these bowl games because that means he's just not good enough or he's making a bad decision uh, to play in this unless they're in the college football playoff. And even then, you've got some of these guys who have a you know case of NFL-itis and don't really want to kind of play in these things because they got to bigger and better things ahead of them. Pete, you got about 15 seconds. You got all your holiday shopping done? I do. I actually, the problem is wife uh, knows all money that gets spent, and she's a jewelry designer, uh, which means that it limits my stuff. So I have to do everything at the last possible second. So technically, no, but at least I have a thought in my head of what I'm about to do. That is a rough life, my guy. Well, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, buddy, and thanks for everything you do for us. Absolutely. Happy holidays and try staying warm through all this. Uh, we'll, we'll try. You're in Chicago. You know how we feel. Pete Futek there. Listening to Pete Futek talk about the economics of college football reminded me absolutely of what's going on in baseball. And the reason being, like guys like Dabo Sweeney, you understand, Clemson is worth a lot of money. There's a lot of money that flows through the Clemson football program, not just because they've uh, made the playoffs so much recently. They also just have a bunch of NFL players now, and it just becomes a big feeding pond of just gross amounts of slush funds and things like that. Right, Ohio State, we know how much money there is for Ohio State athletics, specifically on the football side of things. It's so funny to hear those schools gripe about financial um, financial disparity. That's just not fair. It's just, it's just not fair, like the kind of money that's you know, going into the pockets of players. So it's a little tough for me to hear the criticism of the New York Mets that the New York Mets just stole Carlos Correa from the San Francisco Giants. The Giants are another big market team. The San Francisco Giants, especially now that, I mean... The, the money has a lot of sports money is up for grabs in the Bay Area because uh, Oakland has lost almost every team they have. Uh, they could be on the verge still of losing the Oakland Athletics. So there's a lot of money in the, the Bay Area anyways, but you add to it that the Raiders are out of town. There's even more money to be had, so more money to be spent then in Major League Baseball. But there was a great article uh, by the athletic. And I wish I could remember to, to quote this verbatim. Um, actually I have it right here. This is from an article written about players are sorry. Owners reaction to the money being spent. And right now there's a few teams. There's uh, the Mets with Steve Cohen, their payrolls pushing about $400 million. That's a lot, by the way, well over the luxury tax. There's the Philadelphia Phillies, who just signed another 10-year contract, This one or 10-plus-year contract, this one with Trey Turner. They just signed Bryce Harper three years ago to a 13-year contract. There's the Padres, who have no competition for their money, NFL-wise. So they're spending this. I mean, it's just they've got like three or four decade-long deals. And then probably the Dodgers. So all these teams are in the NL, but a lot of people have asked, like, what's the fallout of this? And so there's this line. The fraternity of owners does not usually look kindly to those who break from the pack, particularly when it raises costs for them. Here's the quote from this piece on The Athletic. So that was just something they had written. This is an actual quote from an official with another major league team. I think it's going to have consequences for him down the road. There's no collusion, 
but there was a reason nobody for years ever went past $300 million. You still have partners, and there's a system. Boy, it even though they said uh, there's no collusion, it sure sounds like there's some collusion in baseball. And I actually think Steve Cohen, if you guys haven't been paying attention, and I don't blame you. If you're a Cleveland baseball fan and you just don't even pay attention to the baseball offseason, I don't blame you. The New York Mets spent roughly a half billion dollars this offseason. And I'm talking about in total contracts guaranteed handed out. The Cleveland Guardians spent max, this is if Josh Bell uh, opts into his deal, deal next year, at max they spent $38 million. It's not the same damn thing. But it's so funny. I hate baseball economics. I think it's ruining uh, Major League Baseball. The disparity between the Dodgers and the Guardians is obscene. And the idea that this is a level playing field, that the Rays and, and Dodgers should meet up in a World Series, and that those two teams play the same sport is asinine. And baseball continues to just look the other way. Nothing to see here. We don't need to share money. We don't need to figure out a better economic system. Nope. Baseball's fine. It's not fine. It's killing small market baseball. If if you had a financial system in place in Major League Baseball like you do in the NBA, and baseball already has a lot of parity just in terms of, uh, you know, a team's making the playoffs from one year to the next, but what they don't have is championship parity. Because in the NBA... Your championship window is determined by keeping your elite level talent and and building the team around them. In baseball, that just doesn't happen. Unless you play in New York, unless you play in San Francisco, L.A., maybe Chicago, although I, the, the Cubs really haven't spent like a big market team and rarely have the White Sox either. But... If you would just whatever the revenue sharing gimmick is in the NBA, if you'd put that in Major League Baseball, it would be, it wouldn't do a lot for the Yankees. It wouldn't do a lot for the Dodgers, but for the Royals, for the Guardians, for the Brewers, for for teams like that, all your small market teams, Twins, it would completely change the game. But I just think it's funny. I actually think Steve Cohen can be a force of good. Because it's clear that teams are happy to with the current revenue sharing that happens when teams have to pay into luxury tax because it means more money for the teams that don't want to spend, right? They've learned how to rig the formula. But if Steve Cohen continues to put a $400 million, $500 million, $600 million payroll on the field, I'm going to tell you right now, the rest of baseball will crack down on it. Not spending enough, not a problem, according to the Jamokes that run baseball. Spending too much, or one guy, or three guys spending too much, well, now you're making the other colonizers look bad. Now, now you're really being offensive. Keep on trucking, Steve Cohen. I hope he spends another. I He has said that the Correa deal is the last one that they're going to spend. Spend another. Just go out there. Throw another $100 million around just to piss people off. Just do it. Give somebody a one-year $100 million deal just to watch the Steinbrenners bleep a log. Just completely just lose their mind. 
I think baseball, you guys know, the whole thing's stupid. The whole thing's stupid and it's rigged against small markets. But if Steve Cohen's going to do this and stick it to the rest of baseball, I'll be honest with you guys, I think this whole thing's going down like the Titanic. I, I think baseball needs to get out of its own way. It needs to do everything, what's good for the game, not just what's good for owners. They're probably not going to do it. This might force them to do it. And even if it isn't, at least Steve Cohen's going to make it interesting. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.